Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Steele and Eisner podcast, recently renamed Staying Aligned. Uh, we love our puns here. Today, we are welcoming to the podcast back one of our favorite guests. Uh, he is a constant commentator uh, on all things chiropractic, ethics, spilling, coding, uh, and um, has has has. Uh, has spoke with us, sp spoken, spoke, spoken, has uh, lectured with us a number of times, uh, including uh, later next month. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Sam Collins. Hey, thanks, buddy. I, I appreciate it. I want to I want to jump right in because it's it's first of the year. And I think many people always wonder, did fees change? What updates? And I really want to kind of get people together to make sure they're understanding what should be their fees? Does it make sense? And I'm saying this truthfully, though, Alex, from a real ethical standpoint, I want to be careful. I don't want providers charging some ridiculous rates that are above usual and customary. But I think often people don't understand what that really is. So I really want to take some time today because I think personal injury is the last place you actually can get paid what I call a regular fee. Yeah, and you and you're a thousand percent right. And before you delve, John. Before you delve uh, into uh, into it, and 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 you 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 seldom come up for air once you start speaking. Right. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to I wanted to introduce John. He was in the background uh, before, okay. and everybody uh, who's on here knows John. Everybody who's anybody in the world of chiropractic knows John Talian. John has been with Sean Steele for over thirty years. Thirty. 32? Two years now. Uh, he is the lifeblood behind uh, the law firm. He is the guy who signs up all of our cases. Uh, he is constantly driving and flying around the state of California, uh, meeting with doctors, meeting with clients in doctor's offices, uh, helping set up all of our speaking engagements. And I just wanted to give him a, a second and a shout out here to say hello. Hello, docs. It's good to see you. And uh, I'll be there for you. Any questions, anytime about any case? Um, we are here to help you. Thank you very much. Be seeing you soon. It's like pulling teeth trying to get John to come, agree to do a five-second hello to everybody, but I'm glad we did because he needs to come in front of the camera every so often. All right, Sam, I apologize for interrupting. No, no problem. Back to I mean, ethical... it's, it is true. I don't often see John. He's just always in the background. I know. I know. He deserves a minute in the limelight. All right, so ethical exactly. billing, ethical coding. Ethical billing and coding, and I want to stick with that, but I think personal injury, you have to remember, is the one place that you actually get to bill what is the regular fee. You're not dealing with PPO contracts. You're not dealing with ASH saying, you know, this is the amount we can get. And so I think doctors often try to figure out, well, what is that? What's the difference? And I want to make sure we do it in a way that is fair and reasonable and not cheating yourself. Because if you're, I'll put it in these terms, if you're billing $50 for something and insurance is willing to pay $94, how much are they going to pay? $50. 50, right. You have to know what it's worth. So in a way, I want you to kind of do a, I don't know, an audit, if you will, of your fees based on the usual and customary, but we're going to use it from a standpoint that gives us some teeth. It's not just random, like this is what my friend did. So what I'd like you all to think of right now is what is your current fee and how did you determine it? I really like you to think like, how did I come up with this? And I often hear people say, well, I got out of school and this is what my friend charged, or I saw some other doctor and that may be great, but it may be something that has no value at all. And I put it this way. It's like saying, well, my friend did it. If you tell your parents your friend did it, that is going to come back with, I don't care about your friends. You got, We've all been there. So I'd like you for a moment to look at Now I put up a bunch of codes here. Now realize this podcast, 
the beauty of this is you're not going to have the ability just to hear it and watch it now. I'm going to suggest you may want to rewatch this because there's going to be some data here. You're going to go, oh, wait a minute. And that's the beauty of this format. And I'm thankful for you, Alex, that it does it in this way because it allows people to really kind of go back, watch at their leisure, listen to it if they want to. Yeah, it'll so, be available on iTunes and it'll also be available uh, on YouTube. We'll put the video up so they can stop it and take a look at some of these slides. Exactly. So think of the common codes you build. Now, I've listed here about nine or 10 codes that I think are common, you know, chiropractic adjustments, exams, some therapies, massage, manual therapy, exercise, traction. Now you might say, Sam, I do something different. I get it. But I'd like you all to think right now, what do you charge for 98940? And what do you charge for 98941? And most of the time, what I hear people say is, well, I charge, I don't know, $60 for 98940. And my 98941 is at 70, which I immediately cringe at because it's wrong. And let me explain why I can say so unequivocally it's wrong. Every code has what we call a relative value. This chart you're seeing here are the relative value fees of every CPT code that's common to chiropractic. John, they're, they're, I mean, Sean, Sam, they're not seeing a chart right now. They're just seeing a personal injury title slide. Okay, so it must not have went across. Let me do a reset because I've got this slide up. Let me go back. Let's Let's try again. Let me do a new share. There we go. Okay, let's give that a moment to get in and let's enlarge it. Okay, so every code has a relative value. Can we see that chart now, Alex? We're okay? We're, we're, we're seeing your presentation view, if that's what you wanted us to see. Uh, that's not. How about now? Still, we're seeing presentation view. Okay, I'm not sure what's occurring here, so... What I'm going to do is just keep it in this format. Can you see this screen okay? Yes. Okay. I'll just leave it here. So every code has a relative value. So by example, you'll notice 98940 has a value of 0 0.82. 98941 has a value of 1.18. And so what I want you to realize is what that actually means is that the value of a three to four region adjustment is 36% higher then is the price of a 98940. So if you're charging 60 for a 98940, the actual fee for a 98941 should be more like about 85, not a $10 difference. And every code breaks down that way. Here's also a funny one that when people have a $10 difference, here's a good example. Notice 99203. Everyone can take a look. I'll move the mouse over. 99203 is a value of 3.35. Now, if you just look at that, you're going to, well, if this is 0.82 and this is 3.35, that would tell me the value of 99203 is about four times the rate of your adjustment code. So if you're billing $60 for an exam, or excuse me, $60 for your adjustment, what would be the value of your exam would be about 240. Now you might think, Sam, you're crazy. That, that can't be right. Well, here's what I want to break down. This is exactly how it works. And the easiest way to do it is just take the relative value of the code you bill and start to figure out based upon a base price. Now, what I always do is base it upon your manipulation price. And the reason I do that is that's the one fee I think every chiropractor is billed enough to know what's fair, reasonable, what I've been charging. So here's an example here. You notice I'm using a $60 fee for 98940, and I'm sure some of you are charging that. What I'm gonna do to figure out what I should charge for other codes based on a $60 price is I take the price of the adjustment, $60, and I divide it by its relative value. So this is a little bit of math, but it's not hard. 
60 divided by 0.82 gives me 73.17. 73.17 is not the price of anything. It's the conversion. I take this number and I multiply it by any other code to give me the relative value of that code based upon a $60 price. So notice a 98941 goes to 86.34. I would probably round up to 87 maybe. Notice 99203 goes to 245. Notice exercise has a higher value. And this is one, I'd say this is the biggest problem I see with many Kairos. They're billing a 98940 at maybe $50, $60. Then they're billing exercise at 30 or 40. And I think to myself, why? Now follow me on this. 98940 has a value of 0.82. The value of exercise is 0.88. So why would I have one fee at, say, 60 and then this fee at 30 when it's worth 6% more? So it's a way of you starting to know that the honest value, it's like owning a house in a neighborhood. If you bought a house many years ago, you bought it for a certain price. I'll guarantee today's prices are higher. But you're not going to go, well, look, I paid 300000 for it, and I'm going to sell it today for 600000 I'm sure you could. But what if the houses in the neighborhood are worth a million? if you don't do something to look. So I want everyone to start to look at the relative values of the common codes. Now, in truth, you don't bill that many codes. I would say most of you bill probably eight or 10 codes, and I'm sure you can attest to this, Alex. When you look at many chiropractic bills, you're gonna see a lot of the same services over and over as you would in a medical practice, as you would anywhere, because if you're treating someone, it is consistent, you're doing similar or same things. So it's not like you have to do a hundred codes, but just a few. And my suggestion is to make sure what you're doing is correct. Here's my example. I do a service we call the network. When you're a member, I become part of your staff. You can call me. You can email me. You know, We do Zooms, all this stuff. And dealing with your, your own office. One of the things I do with every office once a year is to go over their fees. And here's what I invariably find. An office is billing maybe eight or 10 codes. And I'll almost guarantee half, if not two-thirds, value don't fit the right price. Now, to show you how this works, let me show you an example. Some of you are going to say, well, Sam, this is Medicare. I know it's Medicare, but I want everyone to see, by the way, this is the 2024 Medicare rates. This is you know Southern California, but I want to highlight something to show you how RV works and how insurance companies use this, particularly personal injury. Notice the value of 98940 is 2960. So what I'm going to do is take 2960 divided by 0.82, and it gives me 3609. That's my conversion. I then take 3609 and I multiply it by 1.18 for the price of 98941. Notice what I've multiplied, it comes out to 4258. Now notice this is 4244. I know that's a few pennies off because the calculation has a few more things in it for work ratio. But for the most part, notice how close that is. So what you're doing is just making sure that if you can tell me the price of one thing, I can tell you what the price of everything else should be for that. So if you could tell me what an insurance is willing to pay for a code, I can tell you what they'll pay for any code based on relative values because they all use it. Medicare does. Here's another example. Now, again, this is Medicare rates, but you can see here for Southern California, I did the calculations. This is based on the Medicare price of 2960. So 3609 times 3.35 comes to 120. Notice the value of the exam, 120. For the 99204, notice it comes out to 181. This one is 179. So right in the ballpark, realize that that's how fees are done. So the problem is, is that many of you have never really sat down and done that. And so you'll artificially have one service well below another. And I'm going to show you some examples of it. 
So what I want you thinking of is when you're setting a fee, first tell me what's fair and reasonable. What have you charged? What are people willing to pay? And I would say pick 98940. It's the one code we all bill all the time. You're used to it. You know what it's worth. Then base everything else on that because I will tell you, I see artificially low almost everything else because there's a lack of understanding. So here would be my, my kind of point to this. What is typical? Should you use Medicare? You know, is Medicare the thing? Is, is Medicare show us what the rate should be? Should it be a percentage of Medicare? I mean, I think everyone would know. You would tell a doctor, I'm sure, Alex, if they're billing Medicare rates, you might say, hey, doc, you know, you're billing probably half of what other doctors are. So generally, what some offices do is bill a Medicare percentage. And I'll give an example. There are about 12 states. Their personal injury fee schedules, and the two that come to mind real quick are Michigan and Florida. And I know we're not there. But they literally have a personal injury schedule that just says, we allow you to bill double Medicare. So in either case, I would suggest in order to do RVU right, what you might do is take a look at your Medicare fees and then just say, okay, I'm going to make every fee 50% higher. That would tell me that my fees stay consistent and I'm not lowering one artificially. Or you can simply do an RVU conversion. Let me show you why. It's not just personal injury. This is the company Boeing. Now, Boeing's in a little bit of trouble right now, but Boeing Healthcare, and again, remember, if you have anyone that works for Boeing, and I know this is personal injury, but I want you to see this is a general health insurance, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Now, you might think, Sam, that's Illinois. No, it's not. Are there people who work for Boeing in California, Texas, Illinois, and Washington? Yeah, because that's where that company is based. They've got you know places all over. But I want everyone to see here, it says, starting all the way back in 2021, what they allow you to charge or what they will pay is 175% of Medicare rates. So right there, I would immediately think, you know what? Maybe I want to just take my Medicare rates and double it. So by example, I'm going to go back to the Medicare rates here for just a second. So remember I said, if you charge $60, the price would be 86. Would we all agree 29.60 is half of 60? That's $30. So all we're going to do is double Medicare rates. Notice if I double Medicare rates, what does this come out to? 60. What is this? 85. Notice with RVUs. Same thing here. If my exam is 120, a 99203 for double Medicare will be 240. And it comes out about right. And quite frankly, if Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois is allowing that, why wouldn't I? Be careful. Don't let ASH set your fees. So I'm going to show you some real world examples. Here is a claim. This is a AAA. And this is one you'll notice the doctor billed 98941 at 75. I highlighted in yellow and he billed 75. They paid 75. So he was happy. Good. The thing he sent this to me for, though, is he billed 98940 at 60. And they only paid 56. So he was kind of pissed. How dare they lower my fee $4? Well, the reality was that's actually about right based on RVU. If you're going to be paid 75, then the RVU for a, a 41 is going to be about 56. But what struck me though is this code, 97112. Notice here he charged $35. They paid the whole thing. Now here's my question to him. I said, Doc, 98941 has a value of 1.15 or 1.18. 97112 has a value of 1.01 and this has a value of 0.82. Why do you have a code for less than half the price of your adjustment code that has a third higher value? And his answer actually was, oh, I didn't know. And I think that's optimal. You don't understand the value. So understand relative values. If you're a network member with me, contact me. We'll certainly set you up, make sure you see it and what you have to do.
But here's another example. Now, this is small, and I apologize because I can't, if I enlarge this, I guess I'm getting that preview. But everyone here to see they're billing 99213 at 171, they're paying 171. They're billing a 41 at 90, they're paying it. Because what he did was go back through and do the RVUs. This is the exact same office, this one and this one, after he figured out how to bill. So by example, notice here, he's billing a 40 at 65. And then of course, billing the exercise a little bit higher at 71. That makes sense because it's slightly higher. Here's another example. Here's one that the doctor is billing a 98942. And I apologize, I, I see it's pretty small, but you see here, 98942, he's billing at what $113. And the insurance says, absolutely not. We're not going to pay you 113. What are we paying? 105. So if you start to really look at, and that's equivalent to billing about a 65 to $70 98940. Realize personal injury insurances follow this protocol. I'll guarantee it. Unless you have some PPL contract that delves you into work, con or excuse me, delves you into PI, it is going to be there. But here's the warning. What about having dual fees, Sam? And this is something you have to be very careful of. If you have a $80 fee for something, and that fee on a contract is less, I'm not worried. You can have dual fees for contracts. By example, does Medicare set your rates? No, it's just a mandated fee based on a contract. The same with any of these other things, like workers' comp, set fee for that. Or if you join a PPO like ASH or Blue Cross Blue Shield Optum, those don't change anything. So an insurance can't say, hey, you're billing, you know, and getting only $60 from uh, Blue Cross. We don't want to pay you 90 well, you're not Blue Cross and we don't have a contract, so they can't do it. However, be careful. Do you want to know why Mercury Insurance likes to do excess med pay? I'll give you the simple reason. They're very smart. I give them credit. If you belong to ASH, by example, and have to bill an excess med pay, what is an excess med pay? An excess med pay is a secondary insurance. So it forces you to bill their health insurance first. So let's take that patient. You're billing out $150 for the visit. But for ASH, it's only worth $30. And the patient has a $10 copay. That means when Mercury goes to pay your bill, you know how much they owe you? $10, because they owe what the patient owes. In other words, they're getting the contract rate by having an excess med pay. That's why hopefully you try to avoid excess med pay or contract rates. However, while those don't set your fee, be careful of this. And this just happened recently, and I'm not sure how much familiar you've had with this, uh, Alex. There was a doctor, he had bills that were about $180 a visit. That's on the upper end per visit. But you know what? Patients that are very injured, it could certainly fit that. What the other side did was they went to his website and called his office and asked what his cash rate was. And of course, his cash rate was like $60. So they brought forth in the hearing, how is it that you're charging $180 to insurance and your cash rate is only $60 for the exact same service? And of course, that's pretty hard to defend because how could it be three times as much? I certainly get it's a little more to bill insurance, but when you tell me three times, now some of you will say, well, hey, Sam, in California, we have a law. I can charge no insurance at any rate I want. That's true. You can. You could say, hey, look, my cash rate is 50. My insurance wage is 150. You can say that. But is that defensible as reasonable that you're charging three times as much just to bill insurance? So what I'm going to suggest is be very careful. When you have a patient that's cash, let's make something clear. A personal injury patient is a patient that usually has a pretty significant injury. They're generally getting a lot more services. So the reason their bill is high 
is they're getting an adjustment plus two or three therapies and maybe multiple units. When you have a cash patient and someone calls your office that says, how much is a cash visit? I would make clear, well, a cash visit, assuming it's simple, is this price, depending on the services we provide. So one of the things to do with any personal injury patient from the beginning is make them aware when they're coming in, these visits are not going to be cheap because we have to do so many things. We're going to do an adjustment. We have to do two to three therapies. We're doing a modality. That's going to be 180 bucks. You have to inform the patients beforehand because if it's a surprise later, you could get burned by that. You also don't want to be burned by someone saying you offer a big cash difference. You're going to say, I do have a cash price, but that's only for a single service manipulation. If a person were getting multiple services, the cash price is higher. So be clear on that because it's one I've seen quite a few offices recently burned on it. Now, remember, prepaid packages certainly don't fit in that. Medicare doesn't. I want to emphasize, but be careful. If your cash rate is invariably way below what your insurance rate is, I'm not saying you can't do that legally, but does that stand up to show that your fee for insurance is reasonable? And let me... Let me jump in on the the PI lien side, because we're we're not talking about liens right now. I mean, we we sort of are, but you're talking about the difference between cash and and healthcare, health insurance. But the difference between cash and lien often is also a a difference. I I definitely see uh, providers billing larger, higher rates for PI on lien than they do in a cash uh, for cash. And I get asked all the time, well, are, am I allowed to do that? Is that going to look bad? Because sometimes I'll, I'll have cases where they'll go, they'll treat for three, four months, they'll rack up a, a, a lien bill of three, four thousand dollars, and then because of the constraints of the of the insurance comp- of the of the of the policy limits, I'm forced to be like, hey, look, doc, you're going to have to cut off the lien treatment. I can't guarantee this lien anymore. Uh, and so what ends up happening is they um, convert the patient to a cash patient and, and give them a little cash discount. And, and I, I don't see any problem with that at all. Not oh, for- no, I don't either. I mean, you've got to reach for sometimes if it's not going to be that fruition, it's reasonable. What, I, what I'm only intimating is that be careful. If you go into court and you're showing a bill that's $3,000 for 15 visits and that other side comes in and says, well, how is it that I can come in? for a cash visit for that same service and pay only $50 each, you got to make sure to have a good answer for that. Right. And be able and, to defend it. Right. And, and because, because it's not and like exactly like you said, and I'm not, I'm not contradicting you. I think I'm just adding on when you said you, you're going to have, it's not illegal. You're just in a PI context going to want to keep an eye on being defensible. If you're in a deposition setting and you say, look, the, I billed $3,500 on a lien. My lien price for these services is X liens are inherently dangerous from a business perspective. I don't know if I'm ever going to be paid, how much I'm going to be paid. And if I am paid, and let's say I'm even paid in full, there's a business cost to having accounts receivable, just outstanding balances that I have to wait to be paid on. That costs me money. So I recoup some of that cost in the price of these services. My cash patients pay a little bit less because I'm not, there's no risk. They're paying me at contemporaneous with the services. So I give a cash discount and you can stand behind that all day. So long as that cash discount is a reasonable 10, 20, 25% uh, off of the, off the total. I think you can stand behind any of that and anybody, any jury I can think of would go, yeah, that makes some sense. But if you're, if you're billing $50 for a cash patient per visit, or $150, $200 a visit on your PI lien, 
that's where it's going to be like, look, I get that it's lean versus cash, but you're going to charge 400%, you know, increase right. over that price. Like that's hard to defend. So from my, in my world, defensibility, and, and that's more or less what you're talking about, is going to become very important. It's not illegal. It's just what kind of argument can you make on your in your own defense? And Sam, you you get brought in on some of these, I'm sure, that get interpled, uh, where where we need experts to come in and, and testify as to the reasonableness of someone's right. bill. And and you're gonna, I mean, people ask you to, hey, can you defend this bill that I did? You're like, you know, a little, but I I'm not gonna be able to defend some massive cash discount. Exactly, and that's it. I think you hit it right. That you said you got to go in and understand the defense. When you make sense of all the additional work and costs that are associated with liens and waiting, absolutely. But it's just when you have a big discrepancy, and so I'm just saying, be mindful when you do have one. Make sure you highlight why is there that discrepancy. Maybe your cash price is only for the adjustment. You're saying, well, no, that price is a standard adjustment. That doesn't include all these other other additional services. So that's another way of dealing with it. But I think you're right. In that sense of just being, re they always think of what would be reasonable, what would someone see, but also being fair because I could go in all day long and defend, and I use all the time these types of EOBs to show that this is what this place is paying. And if they're paying it to one, that's what they've determined as being reasonable. And you use RVUs to do that. Because often what my concern is, most of you, and I'll guarantee it, almost everyone that's listening into this is going to have half of your fee structure that is below what is reasonable only because you didn't know. And ignorance, it often will you know, hurt you when it comes to money, particularly for PI, because PI is the one place you get paid in full. I mean, when, when I say that, meaning there's going to be times there's going to be discounts negotiation, but assuming everything's clean with a really good med pay, they just pay the bill. So make sure you didn't undervalue it. Now, one last thing here, and I, we can do some questions. I want to make sure everyone I left knows. You of course, four minutes, Sam. I apologize. Minutes, yeah. Diagnosis is your lifeblood. And I normally do a lot on diagnosis, but it's 2024. Do remember there has to be trauma. We don't care about, it was a car accident. They already know that. So here's a list of common codes. But you're going to think, Sam, I can hardly read this list. So here's all you're going to do. Pull out your phone, put the QR code up here, or simply text the word codes to 2804697. And you'll get from us, no strings attached to it, just a good about you know, about 400 common musculoskeletal codes for the body that are chiropractic related. And that way you're up to date. There wasn't any major changes, some migraine updates this year, but you got to make sure, do I actually have a list of good codes? Because often doctors get stuck in a rut of using codes that really don't match the level of care. Remember, an insurance company is going to determine how much care a person needs from the severity of their problem. Well, how do they know it's severe? By how you diagnose it. So just take a moment. If the QR code doesn't work for you, don't sweat it. Just send us a text. You'll get a bounce back right away. You'll have it within a couple of minutes. Thanks. Otherwise, that's it for me. If you have some questions or whatever, by all means, jump on in. But I'll, I'll leave this up. So if anyone's going to you know, text or do the QR, by all means. That's spectacular content, Sam, per usual. Um, and if the, the QR code or the text doesn't work, you can always email us um, and we'll, send, we'll, we'll put you yeah. in contact with Sam and get the... Uh, get the codes to you. Uh, Sam, incredible as always. And I know that you had to jump over some slides at the end because I took up some of your time with my yapping, but but uh, you're not done. We're not done with each other. Uh, February 20th, 2024, live in San Gabriel Valley. If you happen to be in the San Gabriel Valley area, um, the three of us, Sean uh, and, um, and Sam and I are going to be speaking 
uh, at a Mimi's Cafe in Monrovia. If you happen to be in Monrovia on February 20th and want to see uh, see Sam do, are you doing a full, are you doing an hour? Are we doing an hour and an hour? I think we're doing an hour and an hour. Remember too, it's it's contact. So it's very nice continued education. Yep. And it's it's full contact hours too. So that's kind of nice. Full contact hours. Sam is going to be there. He is going to be dressed as sharp, if not sharper than he is today, which I <laughs> always appreciate. Uh, uh, so you, you can go on our website, steeleisner.com uh, slash events to get more information and to register for that. And then um, I'll also plug next month's podcast, which is February 21st, the next day with Dr. Roshan, who is an orthopedic surgeon and uh, he's a phenomenal doctor and we've had him on the podcast before. So we're welcoming him back next month if you want to register for that. Sam, as always, man, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming out and doing this with us. Uh, it's just it's just so refreshing. I, I think that the when you talk about when you talk about how how chiropractors assign values to codes, it it it's rings so true from my experiences with going to chiropractors' offices and seeing some of the sort of old school ways that docs have sort of decided this is what we charge. You know, you come in, we bill these three codes and we charge you this much and that's what it costs. And it's like, well, when did you set that rate? Oh, when we opened our doors in 1984. <laughs> it's like, well, would it would it shock you to learn that the the, the amounts have changed since then? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or the way we calculate one versus the other is, is well, exactly. and that those RVUs do have a small difference each year. This year, relatively small, but the exams went up a little bit. So it's something to keep in mind. And I, I appreciate this form because I think look at the ability that we have to get to the doctors to give them information. Because at the end of the day, our life, what is all of you? Your success is ours. And I'm going to give a quick plug that I had a, a, a pretty significant case for myself that went on a couple of years ago that took some wheeling and dealing. And I will tell you, um, as my dad would report, send it to Sean and I will actually tell a Alex did a wonderful job settling this case. I came out very nice. My doctors were all paid. It was wonderful. I wish I wasn't in the accident, to be honest with you. Uh, that money wasn't really extra, but at the same token, it was nice to be taken care of. And also though, even from my expertise, there were parts I had to be realistic and understand how cases settle and what we deal with. And I'll tell you what, Alex really put his hands down on that thing. And I think did a wonderful job. So I'm going to give them a vote of confidence. I will send my family to him because I went myself. Because if you have people, that, and I'm going to say this is honest, if they're handling the case on their own, they are a fool. Truthfully. They're just, they're losing. You don't want to be like, no, no, if they do it themselves, trust me. They don't know what they're doing. You better get an expert. And I'll tell you, Alex and Sean is the place. That is the nicest thing you could you could have said to us said said to me. I wouldn't go so far as to say they're a fool, but I've I've heard so many people have these horror stories. They call us and they ask us for help, and it's at the point when they've already settled and there's nothing we can do anymore. But you know, them, their family members, their aging relatives who are just like, nah, I don't want to get a lawyer involved. I'll just take care of it myself. Yeah. Um, if you send those things to you know quality attorneys, it's like anything else. You'll, you you get what you know. You you find a, a quality practitioner and somebody who's ethical, and um, and you're going to be taken care of. But I, I Sam, I really appreciate you saying that. That was yeah, uh, you get your get them to Sean and John, to to Sean and Alex. Let me I I I can say I'm not saying just from all the years I've worked with you, but this is real world personal experience that you're going to hurt yourself. And here, be honest with you, I think I know a lot of stuff. And could I? Sure. But I would not have handled it that way because I'm not the expert in that way. Always let the right people handle the right type of job. 
Sam, incredible. I normally am a stickler at ending these things right on time, but I'm going to allow an extra six okay. just, for, <laughs> just for that. Sam, right. thank you for, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. We'll see you uh, next month. All right. Take care, everybody. Take care, man. Thanks Bye-bye. for having me.